Praise the Lord. I want to talk about <clears throat> a prophetic psalm for the nation. And it is also a thanksgiving psalm. It's also a psalm proclaiming God's power to change things uh, nationally, but individually. It's a psalm declaring soul peace that Christ makes available, Philippians 4, 7, the peace of God that passes all understanding, can rule our hearts and our minds through Christ Jesus. Today we start a week of thanksgiving in our nation, and we certainly need an interlude, uh, to say the least, in the midst of a very chaotic time. We need a peace interlude. Also today, those of us that are going to heaven are staying after service to decorate the building for Christmas. <laughs> so it's very beautiful next week. So I will be mindful of the time today. But it is certainly right and good that we take the time to give thanks to our awesome God and and give thanks for all of his blessings. George Washington, October 3, 1789, said this, It is the duty of all nations to acknowledge the providence of Almighty God, to obey his will, to be grateful for his benefits, and humbly to implore his protection and his favor. Franklin Roosevelt, 1933, said, May we give humble thanks for the blessings bestowed upon us by Almighty God. May we recall the courage of those who settled a wilderness, the vision of those who founded the nation, the steadiness of those who in every succeeding generation have fought to keep pure the idea of equality and opportunity. Ronald Reagan, 1982, said, Above all other nations of the world, America has been especially blessed and should give special thanks. I have always believed that this anointed land was set apart in an uncommon way, that a divine plan placed this great continent here between the oceans to be found by people from every corner of the earth who had a special love of faith and freedom. Now, Psalms 75. It is a psalm of Asaph, who was appointed by King David to lead worship before the Ark of the Covenant. Also, Asaph helped lead the temple singers, <clears throat> declaring thanksgiving to God. He was a thanksgiving singer. Also, Asaph is said to be a prophet or a seer in 2 Chronicles 29 and verse 30. He's also a Levite and uh, was a leader of the tribe of Levi. So he is also a government leader. He is in authority in government as well. 
he ministered music assigned by David in the temple using a very unique blend of anointings. He was a skilled musician. He was also a skilled orchestra director, a director of orchestras. He also was a very skilled singer in his own right. Not only did he lead praise and worship or thanksgiving for King David, but also David's son, Solomon. You may remember when the temple was dedicated, Asaph led the praise and worship and he sang. And the glory of God came into that, that newly built temple so thick with the cloud of God's presence that he and the singers and all the people, including Solomon, had to go to their knees or on their face. They couldn't stand to even minister. The presence was so thick. Asaph, he was the leader. He was the singer that day. He was a man of great authority in the nation he sang and he prophesies and gives thanks. All of that in this Psalm 75, verse 1, Message Bible. We thank you, God. Oh, God, we thank you. Your name is our favorite word. Your mighty works are all we talk about. You say, you say, you say, you, here's what you say. I will set things right. When the earth goes topsy-turvy and nobody knows which end is up, you nail it down. You put everything in place again. You say to the smart Alex, that's enough. To bullies. Not so fast. Don't raise your fist against high God. Don't raise your voice against the rock of ages. You're the one from east to west, from desert to mountains. You're the one God rules. He brings this one down to his knees. He pulls that one up on her feet. I'm, and I'm telling the story of God eternal, singing the praises of God Almighty. So true thanksgiving includes the story of God Almighty. It sings, it, it, it rejoices, it gives heartfelt thanks to a God who can set things right again. To a God who resets things when nobody seems to know which end is up. Thankfully, this is a present word because there seems to be way too many that don't know which ends up. He deals with the bullies. Again, present word. He deals with those shaking their fist at him. He, he tells crazed leaders pursuing Baal's agenda, not so fast. I'm going to put, put things back in their place again. Don't raise your voice against me. When everything on earth, 
When everything in the earth realms go topsy-turvy, sing, people of God. Rejoice, people of God. Sing, Ecclesia. Rejoice in God's power to set things right. Present word. When justice is windblown and flapping in the breeze of chaos, be thankful for a living God, a, a resurrected king and a powerful Holy Spirit who can nail it down again. Be thankful, be, be filled full of thanksgiving that God rules, God reigns. God rules, God reigns. He has the last say. He brings wicked rulers to their knees. And he pulls up others who have his heart. With heartfelt thanksgiving, declare God rules. God rules. That's what we declare this thanksgiving. What are you declaring when people say, what in the world do you think is going on? God rules. God reigns. He's the one who rules the nations. He's the one who rules from the East Coast to the West Coast. From the mountains to the plains, our God reigns. Our hearts should resound with that message this Thanksgiving. In other words, tell that story everywhere you go. When you're sitting around the Thanksgiving table, tell that story. Sing that story, rejoice in that story, dance, clap, shout. Those were all expressions Asaph uses, filled with thanksgiving. We've got a good news story to tell. Isaiah said it this way, Isaiah 52, 7. How lovely on the mountains are the feet of them that bring good news. Announcing peace. Proclaiming words of happiness. Our God reigns. Our God reigns. He's the God of our salvation. He is our deliverer. He is our shield. He is our redeemer. Rejoice and tell the story of God eternal. Asaph says, I don't sing about being defeated then I don't sing about being sad because of the time. I tell a different story. We have a different story to tell. And we need to raise our voice and start telling it. We need to sing it. We need to shout a little bit about it. We have an amazing story to tell. It's a story that is alive with power. It's filled with power. It's a story alive with deliverance for captives. It's, it's, it's alive with a life-changing message. No matter how low someone may have fallen, he can pull them back on their feet again. It's the story of a God who loves unconditionally. It's the story of a king who refuses to be a bystander. It's the story of a savior. It's the story of one who finds nothing too difficult 
not in the national realm, not in the, not in the personal realm of an individual's life. It's the story of a friend who sticks closer than a brother. It's the story of one who can turn all things for good to those who love him and trust him. It's, it's the story of a supernatural healer. His story is the foundation message of the ecclesia. His story is the basis of the ecclesia's authority as the testimony of heroes of faith clearly proclaims. His story changes history. The cross and Christ's resurrection validates all of this and so much more. We certainly should live our lives thankful. We thank you, O God, Asaph begins. We thank you. Your name is our favorite word. Your, your mighty works are all we talk about. You say, I will set things right. We are thankful for your word, Lord. In 1866, Evangelist Catherine Hankey was, was in Africa. She was on a missionary assignment there. And she fell very sick, deathly sick, and went through an extended time of convalescence, getting back on her feet. During this extended sickness, this convalescent time, she used it to write and she wrote a very, very long poem during that time. The first part of the poem was 50 stanzas long. And it was titled, The Story Wanted. The second part was shorter, but it, and it was titled, The Story Told. Well, Dr. W. H. Doan took parts of the first section and in 1867, he helped put together those stanzas in, uh, of the first section in a hymn. And the name of the hymn was, I Love to Tell the Story. I heard that song so many times as a small boy in little country churches. I don't know how many times I heard it, but it's still, it's a message that's a part of my assignment even today. It's, it's a part of, of how I live my life 71 years later. I love to tell the story of unseen things above. That's what I do. I tell the story of unseen things above, of Jesus and his glory, of Jesus and his love. I love to tell the story because I know it's true. It satisfies my longing as nothing else can do. I love to tell the story. 
more wonderful, it seems, than all the golden fancies of all our golden dreams. I love to tell the story. It's done so much for me. And that is just the reason I tell it now to thee. <laughs> I love to tell the story for those who know it best. Seem hungering and thirsting to hear it like the rest. And when in scenes of glory, I sing a new, new song. It will be the old, old story that I have loved so long. I love to tell the story. Twill be my theme in glory to tell the old, old story of Jesus and his love. There's something about that that starts to wrap around your heart. It's hard to explain it. I don't know how to explain it. It's something you feel and you can't really explain. 14 years later, seed thoughts in the second section of this poem, I thought to perhaps help with another hymn. A blind woman, her name Fanny J. Crosby in 1880, She's one of the most prolific songwriters that we have. Seems our heritage understood Asaph's theme. But Crosby put it this way. Tell me the story of Jesus. Write on my heart every word wow tell me the story most precious sweetest that ever was heard tell how the angels in chorus sang as they welcomed his birth glory to God in the highest Peace and good tidings to earth. Tale of the cross where they nailed him, wreathing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave where they lay him, but tell how he liveth again. Love in that story so tender, clearer than ever I see. Lord, may I always remember love paid the ransom for me. What lines from a blind woman Love so tender, clearer than ever I see. Tell of the cross where they nailed him, wreathing in anguish and pain. Tell of the grave 
where they laid him, but tell how he liveth again. Loving that story so tender, clearer than ever I see. Lord, may I always remember love paid the ransom for me. See, King David and Asaph, songwriters old and new, hymn writers of history, heroes of faith, like me today, struggle with how to say thanks enough. You, you really can't. How do you thank someone adequately for dying for you? How do you do that? I mean, how do you thank someone that took your bullet? Your... How, how do you thank someone enough for paying for all of your sins with their own life? How do you, how do you thank the pure, sinless creator of the world, the supreme ruler of the universe? the leader of billions and billions of angels, the ultimate being of power, the ultimate of authority, the King of kings, the Lord of lords. How do we adequately thank him for taking punishment we deserve? Most certainly it must come from a heart that is filled with thanksgiving. Songs like this, he deserves the glory. Sing it if you know it. And the honor. We lift our hands in worship as we glorify his name. You deserve the glory. And the honor, we lift our hands in worship as we glorify your name. For you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you, for you are great, you do miracles so great, there is no one else like you, there is no one else like you. His measureless worth should be proclaimed. He deserves our worship. He deserves a song. He deserves times when we stand and just declare his worth, his worship, worship of him. What a savior. It is he who has saved us, not we ourselves. Psalms 103, 100 verse 3. Thanksgiving is a time to express the warmth of, of our heart to God and to others in our actions, our thoughts, our words, our deeds. 
There's just so many things to be thankful for. Each of us have our own list. Our families, our children, our husband or our, our wife, uh, our friends, our homes, and so many blessings. Our nation, flawed but resetting. It is so good to pause and ponder what we are thankful for. I'm trying to do that today. Little things, big things, and in between. It refreshes the soul. It revitalizes your inner being. It renews you and it gives peace. But a God who loves us unconditionally should top the list. I mean, he had a hand in all those blessings and a complete hand in our salvation. The past few days, I have been struck with the wonder of salvation. I think we just need to ponder, to take, to pause and, and ponder that a moment. As I've been struck with the wonder of it, the supernaturalness of being saved, the supernaturalness of being saved from sin and what that means, the miracle of being saved, the complexities of it, yet the simplicity of it, and most certainly, the genius of it, the genius of salvation. He did the hard part. He sent his, his son from heaven to come and die on the cross for our sins. We have the simple part. Ask, ask him to save you. Ask Jesus to be your Lord and Savior. If you do, he will. Now, that sounds too easy. But it was anything but easy. And only a God, an almighty God, could accomplish it. He's the only one that could. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. First John 1, 9 says, I mean, that's incredible. We need to think on that a moment. Amazingly, he based the new birth similar to the creation in Genesis. That fact has got to, to get to catch hold in us. He based it, he based the new creation similar to the creation in Genesis. It activates, in other words, it activates on words proclaimed. God said, be, become, and, and it was. Think about the power in these, these words. They're the most important words you can say. They're... They're the most powerful words you can say. Think about the, the power in these words. Jesus, forgive me. 
Be my Lord. Be my Savior. The moment you say it, the moment you think it, even if you are on your deathbed, whoever and whosoever, the instant you do, new creation erupts inside of you. It becomes. It's now. It, it, it bees. The instant you do, every sin you ever committed, big, small, in between, is obliterated instantly. At the speed of light, they're gone. They're just gone. Magnificent. Phenomenal. Incredible. The instant you do, your spirit is reborn. The instant you do, you are born again. The instant you do, the power of sin is broken. It is instant. It's not going to one day happen. It is instant. The power of sin breaks instantly. Almighty God has to do that. The instant you do, the instant you do, your citizenship is translated from the kingdom of, of darkness to Christ's kingdom of light. No other process is involved. No fees are required. No test is required. No test is given. It is instant. The instant you do, the nature of Father God himself is birthed into you at the twinkling of an eye. And you instantly become his child, an heir of Almighty God with all rights and privileges, an heir of Christ Jesus with all rights and privileges, and it is instant. At that instant, the old life begins to pass away and everything becomes new. So much so that, that at some point in your life, perhaps, you will look back on your old life and actually think, was that me? Was, I am so different, I'm so, was that, was that really me? Because it's so different. It, it, it passed away. Things begin to become new. You, you begin to think. You begin to act different. The hold of bondages breaks. The hold of fears break. Addictions break. By the power of Almighty God. He will not have a son that way. The, the power of it cannot hold him. Your soul is liberated to walk out freedoms. A new, a new path of faith opens up to you. The moment you do, thousands of promises are made available to you. 
as you walk by faith. At that instant, angels, angels are available to assist you because you're an heir. Heaven becomes your eternal home rather than hell with Lucifer and his demon kingdom, rather than the eternal consequences of sin. The moment you do, eternal destiny activates. The miracle of salvation is God's genius at work. What a genius. It's God's love at work. It's it's Father's heart at work. The gospel, the good news, the message of the cross is the power of God, Romans 1.16 says, for which, of course, we should be forever grateful. Thanksgiving should resonate from the deepest parts of our heart. I'm saved. I'm saved. I'm redeemed. I'm an heir. I'm free of guilt and condemnation. I'm born of God with all rights and all privileges. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. The greatest miracle we can ever see is the salvation miracle. The greatest miracle you can ever see is the new birth miracle. Sometimes we think, I, I want to see a miracle. I mean, I want to see a big miracle. If you're born again, look in the mirror. You're God's miracle. You're God's miracle. You portray the miracle working power of Almighty God. Everywhere you go this Thanksgiving, be God's miracle. Singers come and win, or as they do, from your heart, would you let this song rise? Thank you, Lord. For saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free some of you are thinking I've seen another miracle he can just go 25 minutes <laughs> thank you Lord for saving my soul Thank you for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, 
forgive to me thy great salvation. We just sing it just one more time. Oh, thank you, Lord, for saving my soul. Thank you, Lord, for making me whole. Thank you, Lord, for giving to me thy great salvation so rich and free. We can be thankful today for that salvation. And of course, we should be. Beyond that, perhaps today you have not experienced that salvation. Maybe you're watching online, you never experienced that salvation, or maybe you're a prodigal. You've just been doing your own thing, drifted from Father's house, and you need to come home. Please know that today, your whole life can miraculously change. Please know today, addictions can break. Please know today, your story can align with the story, the greatest story, Jesus and his love. Today, today, instantly, everything about your life can change. Today it can. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to deserve it. You don't. I don't. No one does. It wasn't based on that. Today, you could say the greatest words you could ever possibly say. Jesus, be my Lord, be my Savior. Those words activate the power of heaven. It activates covenants sealed in his blood. All things pass away. It happens instantly. Today, today, the life of God can begin to beat inside of you. Today, your spirit can be born of God. Today, whatever story you're telling can change. The story becomes different. Would you stand? I'm going to ask Rachel and the singers to lead us in an old hymn. Your story can be completely different. The genius of God can do it. His power can. If you've never made Jesus Lord of your life or if you're a prodigal, it's time for the prodigals to come home. If you need to get some things right, well, the altar's open. Say, I don't know if I wanna walk down there like that. Well, get a friend and bring a friend with you. Maybe a friend, ask a friend. Families come. I, all you have to do is ask. Great miracles can burst forth. Maybe you're watching a living room. 
Maybe you're in a car, wherever you are. God, the wraparound presence of God is there. Instantaneous miracles can happen. You can change. As we sing this song, if you want to come to the altar, you come. But wherever you are, be thankful. And let your voice rise in this room as we begin to sing. Blessed Jesus is mine. Oh, what a foretaste of glory divine. Oh, this is my story. 
watching online or wherever you may be, you've never made Jesus as Lord of your life, I encourage you to do it today. Speak these words, Jesus, be my Lord. Ask, be my Savior. Prodigals watching from motel rooms or wherever you are, say those words, those miraculous words. Say it. Be my Savior. Be my Lord. Lord, as we come to this Thanksgiving week, we do it mindful. I felt, Lord, today to, to remind us of something so miraculous that we ought to be thankful for the meaning of salvation. And I pray, God, that we would carry that meaning with us as, as those, Lord, that have received of it. May we carry the miracle of salvation. May we carry it in our actions and our words. May we be thankful, thankful, filled with thanksgiving. We love you, Lord. We love you. This is my story. This is my song. Praising my Savior all the day long. Thanksgiving week. Don't forget your story. Bless you. You're dismissed.